Did you know there was a free five-part podcast series all about classroom management? In this series, learn how I went from using traditional classroom management strategies without a lot of success to becoming a behavior detective. Discover how I help children with root cause of their behavior issues instead of just addressing the behavior itself. If you want to take a listen to this new series, just check the show notes. You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. This is episode six. Should preschoolers be doing worksheets? Putting the words preschooler and worksheet in the same sentence can sometimes bring up some big feelings from early educators. It seems that there are many views on the worksheet or no worksheet stance in preschool. Some educators think worksheets are helpful and some use worksheets sparingly and others use no worksheets at all. But before we dive into this topic, let's define worksheet for the sake of this conversation. For me, a worksheet is a piece of paper with a skill to practice that has a specific objective that is copied and then given to children to complete. So the big question here is, should preschoolers be doing worksheets? Let's look at both sides of this issue to help us see the bigger picture. To be clear here, I am definitely a no worksheets kind of girl, but I also know how important it is to look at things holistically so that we can make sure that we are making the best decisions for our children as possible. So that's what we're going to do today. First, we're going to start with the no worksheet stance. The reasons behind not wanting to introduce any sort of worksheet into your classroom might be because it's not individualized. If all the same worksheet is being given to all the students, then it is not differentiated. It is not individualized to what each student is learning and where they are in their learning journey. This can obviously be differentiated by changing the type of worksheet for each child and their needs. Another reason that you may be in the no worksheets camp is because it requires some fine motor skills that not all children have built up. They may not have the muscles in their hands to be doing a lot of writing or maybe even cutting and pasting. Those are some requirements of different worksheets that they may not be ready for. Maybe even coloring in specific areas on a worksheet. And this also becomes hard when they don't have enough motor control to stay within those lines. So that's another reason why no worksheets might be best for young children. Another reason, it requires completion. So when we ask children to complete a worksheet in full, it might be too difficult. It may take way too much time and our children just may lose interest. They may think, well, this is not fun. This is not what I like to be doing. And so they lose interest and they want to just say goodbye to it altogether. Now, one way to combat this, we can cut worksheets down to help with the attention of tasks. This happens a lot in the elementary setting where we cut a worksheet in half or maybe even into thirds to accommodate that attention and that completion of task. 
But that is another reason why worksheets may not be best for our young children. The last reason that I find the most compelling is that research doesn't necessarily support worksheets as we're defining them here. Research for young children supports hands-on, meaningful, and engaging activities for our young learners. And so we have to ask ourselves, are the worksheets we're using doing this? Can the worksheets we're using do this? So just a quick review on the no worksheet side of the argument is first that worksheets are not necessarily individualized to our students and their needs. Also, sometimes they require more fine motor skills than our children have built up at this time. Requiring completion. Some worksheets are required a completion, a done finished product, which may be too difficult or may take too much time for our children. And the fact that research supports hands-on meaningful and engaging activities. Now let's take some time to look at the flip side and look at the four worksheets stance. So if you are for worksheets, you might argue that kindergarten will have worksheets. And so in order to get them ready for that next step, having worksheets available and having them practice them is an important step. Now, I would like to encourage you to remember that our children aren't quite kindergartners yet. And so they don't have all the fine motor and cognitive skills that our kindergartners do. So when we take this stance for worksheets, we have to respect where our children are. Are we meeting children where they're at? Another four worksheet stance might be that worksheets help children learn to follow directions. And that may be the case, right? You may be able to walk them through, but it's also important to remember that our children can't read yet. And so following directions on a worksheet will not work. They can, however, follow oral directions for a worksheet, just like they can follow oral directions given throughout the day and in other activities in the classroom. The last reason or argument for worksheets involves stamina. So when we have this worksheet, it definitely has an end goal, right? It's to complete it. And so building that stamina for attention to task is something that worksheets might be able to help our children with. And while building attention to task is important, we do also have to look at what this might do to a child's idea of learning. So if they are required to do a worksheet in full, but they get bored and then In turn, they start having this feeling of dread when it's time to, quote, learn. So we want to take into account that, yes, sitting stamina, building attention to task is incredibly important. We also need to make sure that we are doing it in a way that isn't making them hate this idea around sitting and learning. So can we maybe build stamina in other ways? To review, those who argue for worksheets might argue that we are getting children ready for kindergarten where worksheets will be present, or maybe it helps children learn how to follow directions, or maybe worksheets help build stamina for attention to task. But there is some middle ground here. We can have a place where children see the idea of organizing their thoughts and their ideas and their learning on paper, 
because understanding that thoughts can be written and organized is important. But this doesn't always have to look like a traditional worksheet. Instead, it might look more like an organizer. And this is what I like to call recording sheets. This is kind of my middle of the road. So how are recording sheets and worksheets different? Is it just a different name? Well, to me, this is how they're different. It's basically within the structure, how they're used, and what you do with them after, along with some differentiation differences. So let's dive a little bit deeper into how worksheets and recording sheets are definitely different. Let's first start with the structure of the sheet. Worksheets are for completion in a correct one answer is the right answer type of way, especially when we have young children who are obviously not going to be writing essays or things um, that can maybe be more open-ended. And so the structure of a worksheet is pretty clear. It's right or wrong. Recording sheets are more open-ended. They could have many ways to use them and they don't require completion. Another difference here is how they're used. Typically, worksheets are given to children to complete, and usually there is not much choice behind this. So this might look like a letter tracing worksheet where we have them tracing the letters on a page. This might look like a rhyming cut and paste activity where they cut out pieces at the bottom of the page and glue them next to the rhyming pair. This may even look like a coloring by number activity where all the number ones, they color a certain color. So that is typically what we think of when we use a worksheet is something with a very end goal in mind, and it has a specific task. Recording sheets, on the other hand, can accompany other activities, and they serve as a place for children to record ideas, their thoughts, maybe to organize even manipulatives. So there can be choice in using the recording sheet. Some examples of a recording sheet might be a four-part sorting mat to sort manipulatives. Maybe you have a set of manipulatives out and they can use the mat to organize the manipulatives. Again, they can or cannot use it up to them. Maybe a hunt the room activity. We love to do these mid-year and they get them out of the writing center. It's a choice they can do in the writing center and they have a clipboard and inside of the clipboard is the checklist of things to hunt the room. So maybe it's shapes and they hunt the room for different shapes that are hidden around the room and they use a page protector and a dry erase marker. So the activity is actually hunting and searching for shapes and then they're recording what they found on the recording sheet. This might also look like order forms for the drama center. Maybe you have a cafe and you have a list of items they can order. Um, Maybe this is a doctor's office and they have a checklist of things they need to check their patients for as the doctor. Very open-ended, very much choice in how they use it. One last idea, a roll and graph game. We like to do these and place them in our math center where basically they are using a recording sheet to graph the results of rolls they've made. So maybe the dice has colors on it and they roll the dice and if they get a red, they color in one square on the graph under red to see which one wins. So again, they're using this as an aid to the game that they're playing. 
Another way to differentiate between a recording sheet and a worksheet is by looking at what you do with them after they are used. With a worksheet, many times we send them home to show parents progress and things that the children are learning. But with a recording sheet, we generally reuse them over and over again in a center or as a small group activity. But they can also be sent home. And if a recording sheet is being sent home, there's a difference there too, because some dialogue about what the child did on the page has to be had because there's it's not as evident as it is with a worksheet with what exactly they were doing and what exactly they were learning. So sometimes this may come from you, or sometimes they may ask their child, tell me about what you did here on this page. The last way to kind of tell the difference between a worksheet and a recording sheet is the differentiation differences. With a worksheet, some children may approach this idea of a worksheet with excitement and they like that feeling of completion. They feel proud of it and it's something that drives them that they like to do. But other children, that may not be the case. They may hate the restriction and they may wish they had more choice. And so the children who are ready for more structure in their learning can choose to use these recording sheets and use them more in depth, while others may slowly warm up to the idea and they can do that in a way that there's no pressure and no expectation. So to recap, now that we've taken a broad look at preschoolers and worksheets, it's easier to make the best decision for the children we serve at the place they are in developmentally. As we know, each year classes can be so different in their needs, and it's important to understand that not every class in every place around the world is going to look the same, and it shouldn't. But hopefully this episode has given you some things to think about as you decide what is best for the learners in your class in regards to the use of worksheets or recording sheets in your classroom. If you love having discussions like these, I encourage you to come on over to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Facebook group because there is some fantastic educators that you can connect with over there in a safe and loving space. So come on over, join the group. We would love to have you. I'll chat with you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely.